Welcome to X-Files Podcast, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to heal from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new single life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Everybody, happy Tuesday and welcome to another episode of X Files. And welcome to another episode of X Files. Sarah, hi. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Oh, I loved the last episode that we did together. Everybody, please go and check it out. It's episode 128 <laughs> Rediscovering <laughs> Yourself After a Breakup in Three Steps. That was mm-hmm. a very popular episode, Sarah. Thank you so much for the wisdom that you shared on that episode. Really, everybody, Sarah is kind of like me in that she's very uh, methodical and organized, and she gave a really cool process for rediscovering yourself after a breakup, which is what it's called. Um, And I've actually been using it in my own coaching practice with my clients. And I have other clients who kind of think in the same way as we do and absolutely love it. So everybody go and push play on that. Today, we're going to be doing a little bit of an extension on the concepts that you shared in that episode. And that is manifesting after heartbreak. And this was partially your idea. So what has you fired up about the topic? This totally goes hand in hand with what we talked about because it's coming back to yourself and then deciding, okay, what do you really want next? Mm -hmm. What's next? And I'm so future focused. Coaching is very future focused. We are really getting clear on what we want to attract and that's my favorite thing to do with my clients. It's my favorite thing to do in my life. I am obsessed with the topic. It's psychology, it's habits, it's intention. It's living with intention. And that is the perfect time to do it is after a breakup and in your love life, because we want to be intentional with our love lives and not just be running on autopilot, which I know we're going to dive into. Yes. And I'm really glad that you're touching on this because I feel that I repeat this a lot on the podcast. And that is that the time after a breakup, as painful as it can be in the very beginning, once the dust settles, it can be a very, very rich time for creating change in your life, for deciding what you want out of life and for making things happen. And that is because, you know, it's such a chance for a fresh start. 
And I feel that a lot of times when we're in relationships, we tend to default into kind of making decisions as a couple or constantly keeping someone else in mind, which is lovely. But being single allows us to sort of clear the these cobwebs and get super laser focused on what we want and then learn how to make it happen. And so I think that learning about manifestation is the, it's perfect time to do it. And I often have my clients come to me and just want to know how, how, how do I do it? And so I thought it would be interesting to have two coaches who are very passionate about manifesting. I'm very passionate about actual law of attraction stuff. I have one of my books right here. And I just, I think out of all the books that I have, I have more things highlighted in this law of attraction, the basic teachings of Abraham. Yes, it's so good. It's just kind of my go-to. And I might read some of the passages that I have highlighted as we as we go about. This is something that I believe in because I've seen it play out in my own life. So if you are feeling a little heartbroken, if you're a little dissatisfied with how things look after your breakup, definitely put time and effort into grieving and healing. But then understand and accept, if you can, that this is a really, really magical time to make things happen. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree 110%. (laughs) It is magical. Mm -hmm. Once I discovered this for myself, I would say I had a few relationships and breakups that were very painful. And I felt like the process that I used was the same each time. And then my relationship just got better each time. So that's really the process I know we can dive into and yeah a lot of it's mindset and just and and knowing shifting to knowing that you can have everything you truly desire you're going through a breakup you will get another relationship you can you deserve it it will come Mm -hmm. so take the time to be intentional with what you're attracting Yep. You might find that you're pretty happy though on your own once you start seeing some of this play out. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I always want to make lot. sure I say, you know, single is a very, very valid life choice, but you know, so is partnership, but you will find mm-hmm. that if you really focus right now on yourself, you are going to love life with or without a partner, I assure you. And I also think that if you are working with a coach, this is especially good content and information because a lot of what we do with our clients is getting you to a better place via mindset and affirmations and various things where you can switch gears and switch the messages that you're telling yourself about your breakup in the situation. And then once you learn how to do that, I mean, you can change anything in your life. And so anybody who's pushed play today, Well done. And I hope that you uh, enjoy this. So before we dive into your method, and I love how you're always coming up with these, (laughs) with these things, that's actually something that I don't really do as much as, you know, sitting down and mapping all these, these methods out. What do you mean by manifesting? I am a part of various forums on the topic, especially on Facebook. I don't know if you are. And it often troubles me how I see people talking about this, especially this whole notion and this ongoing question about whether law of attraction works and how people are not seeing things being manifested. And it makes me kind of sad and frustrated because that's kind of the 
opposite point. And I think to me, I'll, I'll just put my own definition out there and then I'll pass it to you. Uh, to me, manifesting means that you will feel good regardless of having the thing you'll already feel as good as you think you'll feel if you have it and then because you are feeling so good you vibrate higher and therefore attract the circumstances that we desire what do you think yes that is pretty mm -hmm. much uh the law of attraction in summary uh, manifestation when i talk about it because i I come from a family full of skeptics with skeptical with everything, everything spiritual, anything that's, you know, not in our reality yet. I am a very spiritual person. So I think part of my big mission is, um, to, to be the, the, the bridge between, you know, th these things, these, these methods and, and science. I'm, that's why I'm obsessed. I'm like, I know this stuff works. Mm -hmm. It's psychology and science to me. It's, it's one and the same. And I would just say manifestation is simply just making something come into your reality. Do you want to manifest a new job? You go apply to new jobs, you get hired, you manifested that job. That is in the very basic form is wanting something or not wanting something because you're manifesting whether you don't real believe in it or not, it, you're still manifesting. You're manifesting day to day, psychologically, based off of your beliefs. Um, it's just bringing things into your reality. That's the very basic form. And then when you start to um, be more intentional with what you want, you can attract things that maybe you didn't believe that you could have before and that's where the beauty of manifestation techniques come in where law of attraction comes in because you can kind of um, manipulate i don't love the word manipulate but it makes the most sense manipulate you know how you're showing up the way you think and then things start to show up differently how about the word finesse instead of manipulate <laughs> that's a good idea yeah it, it can be hard to kind of wrap your head around this after a breakup, and it can be hard to see that this is possible, especially if you're actually heartbroken. And that is because it's just like having a bad day where you wake up and, you know, the proverbial stub your toe, and then another bad thing happens and another bad thing happens, and all you see is the bad things. And so I wanted anyone listening who's going through a breakup and who just thinks that this is bullshit because your life feels so hard right now, this is it's part of the process. It's part of a breakup. And when you're already suffering so much from the pain of losing someone, you you know might not be able to do all this because you really do have to get to a better place with your mindset before you can attract other better things. And so just be patient, hang in there, listen to this episode, hit us up for coaching, and you'll get there in in the end. And I did want to read one passage from my Law of Attraction book. And that is, when you see something that you don't want to experience and you shout, no, no, I don't want that, through your attention to it, you invite that into your experience. In this attraction-based universe, there is no such thing as exclusion. Your attention to it includes it in your vibration. And if you hold 
it in your attention or awareness long enough, the law of attraction will bring it into your experience. And so if you are saying you don't want this pain, you don't want this breakup, which is a normal part of the grieving process, you're probably going to find it hard to attract the things that you think you do want. But like I said, it's a part of the process. I definitely went through this in my own life. A few years ago, I was living in Australia, definitely hit rock bottom, like few people probably hit rock bottom in their life. And it was because every time I had a bump in the road, I gave so much attention to my disappointment and I played the victim like... (laughs) can't even believe it was just constant drama and chaos and trying to get people to feel bad for me and feeling bad for myself and never focusing on anything other than what was going wrong. And it w- it spiraled out of control to the point that I actually ended up losing everything. And I started learning about these things when I was in Bali at a certain point during this <laughs> crazy chapter of my life. And I At first, I was kind of angry at the people who were trying to talk to me about it because I just thought to myself, they don't know what I'm going through. And these women have so many more resources than me and they have no idea what my life is like and how dare them. But there was also something there that just kind of, I don't know, they planted a seed in me. And I just thought, and then I got to a point in Australia where I was just out of answers. And I really figured, I realized that I needed to do something different. And so I just thought, well, I'll just give this a try. And my life completely changed and it became what it is now, which is something probably a lot of people want, but it was really changing my mindset. There was a certain point when I was still over there before I moved to Denver, when I really didn't have anything more as far as like stuff and things go than I had before. But I felt so much better. And then upon that, I gained something. And upon that, I gained something. And it just became like this really fertile foundation for building a, a great life. So I know that it works. What about you? What did you do that really shifted? Like, uh, what did, did you do on a day to day? Yeah, I did things that made me feel better. And then I also had to change all the negative things that I was that I was telling myself. So for instance, you know, I used to barely be able to get out of bed before 11. I made myself start getting up earlier because when I got up late, I always kind of felt already (laughs) unsuccessful. And so I started, you know, sleeping with the blinds open, getting up a little earlier, putting on happy music, getting out for a walk. And it was very hard at first and I did not want to do it, but I just felt like I need to kind of nail starting the day off better. And so I developed these morning routines that at least had me in a better mood. That was one of the first things that I did was waking up happier. And then uh, from there, it was, you know, physically making myself feel better. And so I was kind of generally in a better mood, exposing myself to more positive people. That was really, really big for me. And also I had told myself for a long time different messages about life and my ability to do certain things. And I started listening to positive podcasts and reading positive things and just kind of forcing myself to stop whenever I had this idea in my mind that I wasn't going to be able to find a job in Denver. I wasn't going to be able to get my own apartment. I would just kind of make myself snap out of it. And I wouldn't always 
do think the opposite, I would just stop what I was thinking. And maybe, like I said, put on a happy song or distract myself. And it was a process and it was, I was very intentional about it, but those were a few of the things that I did. Yeah, that's a good point because it sounds like you hit a breaking point where you were like, I cannot go on like this anymore. Something has to change, which I think is so common when people do start to do this type of work. And I also want to mention if you are going through a breakup, because I think this is where manifestation can get a bad rep is it's not spiritual bypassing. We do not want to ignore the emotions that are coming up. If you're going through a breakup, you are grieving. You need to cry. You need to feel like shit. You need to process those emotions. You're going to process and you're going to heal when you start to feel the emotions, let them come up, do the journaling, do the healing, do the crying. And then you're going to hit a point where you, your body and your mind says, okay, that's enough. I've done the, the sadness. I'm ready to consciously make some changes to move forward. It's time. And that's where we have to practice the discernment within ourselves of knowing, okay, this is my time to heal. Maybe I need a couple months. And now this is my time to create my new life. And that's where the manifestation work comes in. Yep. Once you start to turn a corner with the grief, this can be really, really applicable. But like I said, that's why I said earlier, if you're finding this just way too hard to comprehend, that is okay, because you really do need to to go through that. And Mm -hmm. that is okay. And it's okay to let it take some time as well. This doesn't happen overnight. Trust me. So Sarah, you have a cool method that I want to talk about, manifesting after heartbreak. And you have a method that includes mindset, clarity, design, identify, align, and attract. (laughs) So first of all, (laughs) before we get into each of these, and everybody grab a pen and paper, grab the notebook on your phone. This is an episode to take notes with. And uh, that's one one thing that I really liked about the last episode we did together as as well. So mm-hmm. how did you come up with this? What is it? Tell us everything. So really, this is what I use with my clients. And I have a breakup group, group program called Breakup School. This is where pretty so much, cool. yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it, my mind works in, I have to learn everything from all different sources. And then I kind of make it my own to start teaching it. Um, so this is kind of just pretty much a mix of all the different manifestation work that I've studied. Um, like Abraham Hicks, I love Abraham Hicks. However, a lot of people don't, it's kind of over their heads, right? So this is like, okay, the nitty gritty of, okay, what's really happening? Yeah. Abraham, I guess you could say is a little bit more advanced. I'm definitely not saying if you've never done any of this work before to go and get, and get these books. And this is why I think that it is so great that there are so many practitioners like you out there who have studied this and who have their feet on the ground and who are working one-on-one with people is that you can put it into these digestible terms and digestible forms to help people. Abraham didn't work one-on-one with people struggling <laughs> to get over a breakup. And so I I love that you're that you've taken what you've learned and now um you're putting it in a form that people can apply it in their lives. 
Yeah. And I definitely recommend I, I listen every morning. I'll put on a YouTube video of Abraham Hicks just yeah. as like, it's, it is really is all about surrounding yourself with the positivity, but that is kind of the cherry on top. Piggybacking off of that. I wish I had a better term for it. Cause I feel like all po- podcasters say that, but, um, so I, <laughs> that was actually something that I also did when I was going through this process of changing my mindset when I was back in Australia is I would also put on the Abraham Hicks on YouTube and there, it's very, very uplifting. And now if anybody wants more similar resources, insight timer has morning affirmation tracks that are so like get you revved up. And even, I have been turned on to a lot of this content on Spotify recently. And so now I have this morning playlist that I use that has a bunch of really, really cool affirmation tracks with some funky music in the background. So, and I I really, really, really give this as a tip to people who are struggling. If you can change your mornings, you can change your life. So let's get into it. The first part of your manifesting process is mindset. This is extremely foundational and it is something that people struggle with without even knowing that they are struggling with it. And that is why it's so exciting to turn people onto this because I mean, for me, it was this moment when I was hanging out with these women in Bali and I said something like, I I wasn't going to be able to go out on something that they had planned. And I said it was because I was so broke and I mean, it was true that I I really (laughs) didn't have the, I didn't have the, I was choosing not to spend the limited resources that I had going out and doing this outing, but I didn't realize that talking in so many negatives about my situation constantly. And it's something Mm. now that I'm pretty good at. I would never say something like I'm broke now or that I can't afford it right now. I, I always say things like choosing to put my money elsewhere type type thing. But it was it was yeah. a practice. And I see a lot of my clients doing it and also a lot of X-Files listeners who who write in about their situation. It, and I look, I don't blame anybody because we don't get taught this in school. So talk to us about mindset, what it is and tips on shifting it. Yeah. What you just said is really what NLP is, is how we talk to ourselves really does matter. And it does seem kind of silly in the beginning because you're like oh it's just some words but when you're doing that over and over again subconsciously you're reaffirming anything in your subconscious that is keeping you from what you really want but on mindset that's kind of just I wanted to start with that because even just playing this podcast you're starting to shift your mindset just planting the little seeds shifting the mindset to a growth a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. But if you can maybe put it in a nutshell for those who are a little new to this, what is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset? And a tiny sidebar, I agree with Sarah. If you pushed play, you're already doing some good things. And so there's lots of hope for you. Just hang in there. So I said. A fixed mindset would be you are of the belief that you are the way you are. And you're not capable of changing. You're not capable of growth. So you, you believe that you will just continue down the path and attract the things that, you know, maybe your parents attracted because that's just how it is. 
a growth mindset is knowing that you are capable because we are all capable of growing, growing our minds, growing our lives, attracting new things into our lives, that there's something called neuroplasticity, which is really rewiring the neurons in your brain. This is science. You change your brain and it starts with a growth mindset of knowing that you can in the first place. So I'm telling you now that you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it is really hella hard when you're experiencing a breakup. It's, you know, a pain that really consumes people. But if you commit to, to healing, you will get over it. And I think a really, really classic example of a fixed mindset that I see quite a bit in my role as a coach and a content creator is that the, there's no good people online <laughs> and that there's no decent people out there to date. Yeah. I mean, that's so yeah. classic. And if you are telling yourself that you will, that is what you will see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's poking holes in the things that you believe. So I have a habit of questioning every single thing that comes through my mind. I have a habit of questioning my beliefs. That's something I've developed over time. If I have a limiting belief, I'm going to question it until it's not there. So if you have the belief that you're not capable of attracting the love of your life, or yeah, there's no good people out there, I can show you a million reasons why that's not true. Mm. That's the work that we would start to do. And that's kind of further down the line, but just starting off with mindset of having that shift in knowing also knowing, okay, if you're going through a breakup, that this has happened for a reason, there is a greater plan at play. And you just have to kind of surrender to that, that something better is coming. Maybe you don't know what it is yet. And as you go along through this process, you'll start to believe it more and more, trusting that, okay, this wasn't meant to be. So something better. It's this or something better. And that's a big term and with a lot of manifestation coaches too. It's this or something better. Uh, One thing that I like to do is ask my clients what their beliefs are about their breakup. If you're hiring a coach, then you might not be in a quote unquote good place with things. And so we look at their beliefs and it could be beliefs about their relationship, beliefs about the breakup itself. And then what I like them to do is identify a time when their belief was incorrect. So something that immediately comes to mind is some of my clients feel that the breakup was all their fault. And then we dive a little deeper and then, you know, look for ways to prove their own theory wrong, which is, I mean, seriously, probably in like most of my first sessions, people will talk about how they weren't getting along with their partner or things that their partner did that were extremely dissatisfying, if not very troubling. And so immediately you can prove yourself wrong that it just, it wasn't working and it wasn't all your fault because you've already told me 10 things that this person did that weren't, weren't the best. Yeah. That's really questioning. Yeah. Questioning your beliefs is huge. That's a big habit that to develop. Yeah. Um, do you have any ways that you suggest people can start to shift their mindsets? Yeah, I think some of the things that we talked about. So listening to 
podcasts, watching YouTube videos that are uplifting, finding some sort of inspiration, find that little spark inside of you that is going to pull you forward because you're, if you're stuck in a rut or you feel like you're in a funk, you feel like you're not going to get out of this dark place. There's always a light. We have to look for it. So really find intentionally finding something that's going to inspire you and motivate you and overwhelming your brain with those things. So it's the little things that you can do, uh, finding a community, finding, working with a coach, listening to podcasts. It's like these little things that we're talking about to really spark that change. Yes. Surround yourself with positivity. That's why I love to help my clients create playlists. In fact, I will often create Mm -hmm. them on Spotify for my clients and invite them to be collaborators because I believe so, so strongly in this. One reason I'm so passionate about this today, as well as the coaching process is that when I got divorced many years ago, one thing that got me so depressed about it was I just had never thought about what my life could be like without my partner. And I just thought my life was going to (laughs) suck. Like, how am I going to do this? And so my coach taught me about affirmations, which I'd heard about them, but never used it, never really thought too much about it. And so I just put one affirmation up on my door and I could see it every day when I left for work. And it just said, I am going to have an amazing, exciting life. And it was small, but it really helped me. Really, really did. So there's so much when it comes to affirmations. And I will put in the show notes, everybody, I've done a couple episodes on affirmations, but maybe choosing just one that can kind of switch what you're thinking about your situation. And as I said already, the more positive a morning you can have, the better your mindset will be all day long. Oh, and I actually just did an episode recently on five mindsets for breakup success. That was... Oh, so you have all the answers. I guess so. Everybody go and check out episode 148, five mindsets for breakup success. I love that. So let's talk now about the second part of your process, which is the importance of obtaining clarity and what it has to do with your ability to manifest. Yes. So you start to do the work to, to find yourself again. And when you get in alignment with who you truly are and what you truly want, that's the place that we should be manifesting from. We, we shouldn't be manifesting based off of what other people want or what we were told we were worthy of. We have to find what we truly desire. So getting really clear on what we want. And in the context of relationships, that's where when you do go through a breakup, doing like doing a relationship audit is really important, not just with your most previous, but any relationship that you've had. And I call it a love map where we write down every relationship and we identify, okay, what did I like? What didn't I like? How was I showing up? How did I feel in that relationship? Why was I attracted to this person? And starting to do the investigating of why we like certain things and maybe we were attracted to them for the wrong reasons. And so you can start to do this work to really get clear on what you want in the future. So if you do want clarity on your next relationship, 
that's a good place to start. Really just simply a pro con list of what you do want and what you don't want. Your deal breakers. What will you absolutely not accept again? So these are the ways that we can start to get clarity and dig on what we truly want. Another one is desires. So (laughs) that's what I was going to talk about next. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, go. I want to hear. Yeah, because sometimes it's it's not clear. And I've kind of been in this place the last year of, okay, lacking clarity on what I want because I want so many different things, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them kind of contradict each other. So I'm going back to the root of desires. Okay. I know I love freedom and, and, you know, emotional freedom, the, the ability to travel and live wherever I want. That is huge for me. Like that's why I have an online business. I have to be able to live where I want. So that's a big core desire for me is freedom, um, creativity, joy. So these are the things that we can start to tap into of our core desires, which should be non-negotiable for us to have in our lives. And those can manifest in different ways. So it's not about getting the car, getting the the purse or whatever you want to attract. It's about how you want to feel that that's what we need to tap into. That's the clarity that we need to identify. One way that I do it is by a practice called the desire inventory. And I've talked about it on the show a few times. And that is just journaling and setting a timer and then just writing down things that you desire big and small. And when I was in Bali and starting to learn about these things, I did it for two months every single morning for 15 minutes. And I did not skip. I was so determined to get this down. And I would just and it would be, you know, small, I desire gluten free cake tonight, I desire, you know, like certain things that I was trying to manifest certain types of rent, I desire to go shopping, I desire a new dress, I desire excitement about my evening, I desired this for dinner, and just letting it come. And the reason why I did it every day, and sometimes when I'm having a hard time or my current life, I will do it because the more practice you can get tuning into your desire, the more that you'll be able to to ask for. And then for the more that you'll be able to create. So that's one thing that I highly, highly, highly suggest. In fact, Now I'm wanting to do it. Maybe I'm going to do it for the next week because you can get really clear on what excites you, what motivates you and what you actually do want. Another thing I do is morning meditation. That's something that's fairly non-negotiable for me is I meditate every morning, typically about what I want my day to look like. I also meditate on Sundays about what I want my week to look like. And I used to, I'm I've fallen out of this uh, partially because I have manifested a lot of the things from this that I wanted during this time. But I used to do what's called workshopping. It's a Abraham practice. And it's in the middle of the day, just thinking about, you know, like what you would want your life to look like a year from now or three years from now, and then just meditating on that for a certain amount of time. And that too can help to create a lot of clarity about what it is that you actually want. Um, And again, these are things that can be challenging during a breakup, but I don't know, maybe not. I mean, is thinking about what you want your day to look like for, you know, 10 minutes at the, in the morning 
really outside of anybody's reach. It might, it may be hard to think about what you want your life to look like three years from now, if you've just broken up with someone, but you can at least think about what you want your day to look like. And then these things grow. Yeah. Or think about your best self, your highest self. What does that person look like when you are at your best? Think about that is how you're going to be a year from now. So that could be a practice of just really envisioning your highest self at your best. You're joyful, you're happy, you're aligned. So all of these desires that you truly feel and then imagine just being that most magnetic version. And that is a practice in itself that you can do just a few minutes every day. Yep. And get specific. Now, I often think about, you know, even just what I want to look like or what I would want to be wearing. And the more specific Mm -hmm. you can get, the more you'll be able to to create it. You can't, it's hard to create something that's abstract. It's hard to create. I just, I want to be happy. So get really specific. And then also something I wanted to ask you about is the role of self-care in and also decreasing the amount of stress you have in your life as a means of obtaining clarity. Because I know for me, the times that I've been the most stressed out in my life, I felt confused. And so, and I didn't really know what I was working for in the beginning because it just, you know, my vigilant center was just completely out of whack. And so if you, and if you want to decrease stress, you need to increase your self-care. And I think that that's, that's one way of, of getting there in the end. Yeah. Sometimes we're in survival mode Mm -hmm. and we don't have the luxury of, of thinking about what we want. We're just trying to get by and that's okay. So that's when you do go back to your self-care practices of you have to nurture yourself back to feeling safe. And from that place of safety, that's when you can really start to play with this kind of stuff. But if you're in survival mode, you just have to take care of yourself and do what you need to do. One of the tips that I give for people who are in that phase is think about how you can physically feel better and then maybe build off of that yeah. uh, because yes. you, that's something that is at least accessible to to most people and do things just around the house to just make you physically more comfortable and then and then build upon it i actually took a three-day weekend this past weekend because i was having a lot of overwhelm that was making me kind of unclear about what was going on in my business i guess i'm going through a lot with x files in april and may and I've gone on an overseas trip. I had planned a big event and I, I just felt, I don't know, lots and lots of cobwebs. So that was a sign to me that I needed to take a little break. I took my self-care weekend and wow, I just hit the ground running this week. Like you wouldn't believe everybody. Self-care is really not to be taken for granted if you want to create wonderful things in your life. It's a necessity. It's not a nice to have. Like it's, absolutely necessary you will show up better if you just take the time yep yourself and again if you're in the midst of a breakup you don't need to apply all of this that could be your one takeaway for today is what can i do to increase myself my level of self-care once you do that like i keep on saying the rest of this of doesn't fall into place because this takes a lot of intention these are not things that really just happen this is something that you actually have to be i think fairly assertive about learning um but 
the self-care is a great foundation. So let's pause for a quick break, and then we will come back and talk about designing a new future. Nothing shatters your life like a breakup, and the pain of a broken heart is real. I know that it seems impossible right now, but there is hope, and there are ways to heal. I would love to work with you one-on-one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at xfilespodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at X-Files Podcast, and let's connect about creating a magical plan of action for you to enter 2023 with this breakup in your rearview mirror. Welcome back, everybody. This has been a fun chat so far. I wish that I could just talk about these things with a friend, with, you know, a like-minded friend <laughs> every every day, because it just, I don't know, I'm feeling pretty good and positive about life and about what I'm I'm creating. And this was something that I had kind of mentioned earlier, but, well, maybe I didn't. You know, I recently kind of took an inventory of just the people that are around me now. I definitely did it when I was in Australia and trying to get to a better mindset. And I did it again recently. And it really does make make such a big difference to have like-minded friends and have people who are vibrating super um, highly the way that you are, Sarah. So thank you for being here and talking to us about this. So let's talk about the next phase of your process, and that is designing a new future. Yes. So once you start to get clear on what you desire, you really have to be strategic in a lot of ways. And we can't control the how always, but we can control, okay, how are we going to make changes? How are we showing up? So designing would be really being intentional with what you want your life to look like. So designing your career, designing your love life, designing um, where you live. These are all things that you can start to put down in paper, on paper of what you really want to attract and in your mind, what needs to change in order to get there. So designing your day, it's really just being more intentional about the things that you are attracting into your life and how you're showing up each day. What would you say to someone who is finding it really hard to think about what their life could possibly look like without their ex? Or what would you say to someone who mostly considers that what they want their future to look like is having a partner and not really seeing anything else, but just their, their lack, the lack of romance and their lack of a partner in their life. Is there something that you might suggest to a client or a listener as far as a place to start if it just, people are just drawing a blank? But we're not just here to only be in love and be in partnership. Like we have other areas of our life that we need to focus on. So I definitely would take a holistic view of, okay, what other areas of your life are, do need more attention 
because that is going to affect your partnership. Mm-hmm. And maybe that has affected your partnership in the past where you were putting so much focus on just your love life, but you weren't putting your focus on any other areas of your life. So it depends on the person. It depends what they're going through, but we really do need that balance. Mm-hmm. If you're only focused on your career, it's going to affect your partnership. So it's finding that more balance. How can you design your life with more balance and leaving that space open for your partner? Because if we put too much emphasis on these uh, the other areas of our life, we might not leave space for a partner to come in. So it really depends where they're at in mm-hmm. their process. But I love to get creative with all of it. It's all related. It's all affecting each other. If you desire a partner and you desire to be a stay-at-home mom, how can you bring more balance into your life to fulfill you in the meantime? Yeah, it's, and because I think if you, if partnership is something that you truly desire and possibly desire for, quote-unquote, the right reasons and not just to fill a void in your life, the happier that you can become as a single person, the better people that you will attract. And you also, you know, find a relationship that doesn't completely strip you of what you're creating right now. And so I do think, again, this is just such a ripe time for for magic and for creating things that will lead you to better outcomes years from now and definitely better partners. But ultimately, the happier that you can become right now, the happier that you will be long term. I think that when it comes to designing the future, if I'm ever working with someone who kind of draws a blank, I like to just have a casual chat with them about maybe something that they used to enjoy doing or something like maybe a hobby that they used to enjoy or love before they got into this relationship. And almost everybody can come up with something. And then once you get them talking about it, they really light up. And so, and then are just encouraging them to go and just focus on that. These are baby steps and you don't have to figure it all out at once. But sometimes if you can really focus on something that you enjoy and something that makes you feel like you you'll start to see other other possibilities for what you may want your future to look like. So that could be a starting point. Yeah, getting back in touch with what really lights you up. What brings you joy? Mm-hmm. What is out of balance in your life? It's really just taking a look at every aspect of your life, your relationship, like you mentioned. What needs to change? Where Where are things off balance? If everything's perfect and you really are just ready for a partner, then great. You can focus on what you want that partnership to look like, mm-hmm. what your person, what you want in a relationship that you weren't getting in the past. These are all things that you can start to really be intentional about with designing your future. Yep. Agreed. And it can be a lot of fun too. I think a lot of times people when they're in a relationship and then when they going through a breakup, they just don't know how magical their life can be and what they're capable of. Uh, But you really can design the life of your dreams if you put in the effort and get to a get to a good place. What you just said just now about kind of detoxing and looking at your life leads to the next part of your process, which I, I thought this was interesting the way that you phrased this. Identify. So can you talk to us about the identify phase and how you 
go about uh, working through this? Yeah, identifying what's getting in the way. So as if you want something in your life, the next step is to determine, okay, why don't I have it? What is in the way? And usually it's limiting beliefs. It's something in your subconscious that has led you to believe that you aren't worthy of it. You haven't seen it. So you have the belief that it's not going to happen for you. So we've touched on a lot of like, okay, getting clear on what beliefs I do have. This is where you can really get down to what is really getting in the way. And it's of course going to be different for everyone, depending on what you want to manifest into your life. This is where it really helps to see other examples. So your brain needs to see to believe. So if there's something that you desire, find someone that is similar to you, similar background, maybe you're in the same city, maybe you're in friends, maybe they're just on social media that has what you want because it's these little seeds that are planting in your brain to know, okay, this is possible. And then you start to open up that pathway a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes to relationships, a lot of people do kind of carry out or play out these same patterns over and over again, and then kind of sit back and wonder why they continue to have failed relationships. And so that's why I think your love map and the love inventory can be so positive and so transformational for people, because once you can identify that it's your, for instance, tendency to go towards a certain type that is possibly leading to relationships that you aren't finding healthy or successful or joyous, maybe this is a chance for you to try something different. Yes. Identifying patterns. So Mm -hmm. identify what's getting in the way, what beliefs, and that is probably related to the patterns in your past relationships, which is probably coming from your childhood and your relationships with your family. So that's why it's important to take ownership of knowing that you can identify what's really going on and you can change. So that goes back to the growth mindset. You are not destined to attract a certain type of person and that's the person you have to end with. You can break that pattern. Mm -hmm. The first step is awareness. Yep. I mean, I've done it recently. I have been so classically attracted to the exact same type of man. And uh, I really, you know, I had to kind of uh, push myself. Well, I didn't have to push myself. I changed my mindset uh, around it, around going for a certain type or saying that this person is not my type because just wasn't characteristically what I went for. And it's been really, really great. I'm in a happy relationship right now. And I'm telling you when I met this person, I would not have thought that we would be getting together. A couple episodes ago, I had another breakup story. That's episode 151, my breakup story with an ex-client, Mike, who talked about one of his patterns, which is that he had pretty much not been single for most of his adult life. And he had been through a number of pretty intense heartbreaks, some pretty unhealthy relationships. And he, through working with me, realized that the times in between his relationships had just been so short. And I think he was telling us in the episode that now he's been single for like two years, which is the longest time he's ever been single in his adult life. 
and just absolutely loves life and knows that this was the right thing for him. And that going too quickly in relationships and bouncing from one to the next was what was in his mind causing a lot of the heartbreak and the drama and chaos in his life. And he decided to do it differently. And I was so moved by listening to his excitement about his life now. And I had asked him before we recorded, like, are you dating someone? And I mean, his answer was just like, no, and I'm cool. Like I'm, I am good. And just such a 180 from when I started working with him. So it really pays to take a look at yourself and something that I've already mentioned. It could be the people around you. It could be for me, I've, been on quite a long journey and I'm still on it with my money story and my relationship with with money and that's something that's been really fun to play with and I used to be constantly stressed about it and I started doing the whole mindset reversal which is if I ever had stress about being able to afford something or pay for something I would make myself stop and think about all of the times that I had afforded and had paid for big things. And that it was very actually rare, especially since coming back to America, that I have been without funds. And that helped me to set a better foundation for welcoming more in. But it was my mindset in and of itself that was blocking me from, from that in the first place. This actually brings up a good that people who are listening can apply. And that is detoxing from your ex and clearing out just your ex's presence from your life. Because for a lot of people who are listening, a lot of people who come to me, a lot of people who hire dating coaches, when you really get down to it, one of the things that is holding them back is an either an ongoing communication with an ex, ongoing attachment to an ex, not having fully healed from the breakup and the in the first place. And so do you have any tips for people who want to more fully detox from their ex? Like starting with, okay, where are you still feeling them? Where are you seeing and where are they physically in your life? So are there photos around? Are you communicating with them? Are you following them on social media? So these are Perfect. the first step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First step would be cutting all of that out. One tip that I have for detoxing from your ex, definitely listen to what Sarah said about no contact, no social media, certainly scroll through the X-Files feed. I've done uh, several episodes related to this. And one thing that can help you to detox is to identify all the ways that the relationship was not working. And this will help you to have more motivation for clearing this person out of your life. And that's something that I do with almost all of my clients. And yeah, on top of that, once you do come to a place of like, okay, you feel like you've done everything. I've done all the things I'm supposed to do. I still feel their energy. Maybe you still have dreams about them. You might need an energetic cord cutting. There's literally, um, you know, meditations you can do just Google on or YouTube cord cutting, listen to those meditations, write a letter you don't need to send it just a letter of saying okay this is it i'm letting you go we're done just you need that energetic cleanse because we do hold on to their energy yeah i'll put in the show notes a episode that i did on breakup rituals and if you would like a referral for a cord cutting 
therapist or expert, please hit me up. We have people in the same community that Sarah and I belong to who do this, who can walk people through cord cutting. I'm actually going to be doing an upcoming episode with Julie Dempsey on cord cutting for breakups. So I actually did a cord cutting with a hypnotherapist when I was going through my divorce and it was a virtual cord cutting and it was so powerful and effective. I, yes, everybody look into it. The next step of the process is what you describe as alignment. Can you tell us what this means and how you can either feel that you're out of alignment or feel that it is happening. Yes. So alignment in this context means that you are aligning with your authentic self. So when we're in relationship, that can be confusing. We lose ourselves. We lose who we are. So a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, and we talked about in the last episode was coming back into alignment with your true self. So getting clear about what you want, who you are, what you feel like your purpose is, like what lights you up. These are all the things that can get you into alignment. I'll say one of my favorite tools that I love is human design. Do you know like these things like human design, astrology, those are things that can really help you learn about yourself. But also if you don't really believe in that, you can take a personality test Mm -hmm. and just getting back into alignment with who you really are. Yeah. You talked about the personality test on the last episode we did together. And I thought that that was really clever of you. Why do you think that learning some of these things about ourselves, I mean, how once we learn these things about ourselves, what our personality is, what our human design is, what our Myers-Briggs is, you know, how do you think that people can use this information to become more in alignment? Because I think you can get your human design type or take any number of tests, get your Myers-Briggs, and then really not do anything. So, I mean, how do you think people can apply this to gain alignment? Well, yeah, you can choose not to do anything. But if you do learn about yourself, that's where you can really identify what is out of alignment in your life. You may be living a life that you don't want to live. You may be living a life that's that wasn't what you truly wanted. It was just what you thought you had to do or what someone told you you had to do. Mm -hmm. So it's depends on, you know, your story depends on what you really want in life. And getting into alignment, that's really how we manifest. So that's why I love human design. I'm loving it. I'm not a human design expert, but I'm learning more and more about it every day. I'm a projector, which means there's like 20% of the world. I'm a projector as well. Are and you? one thing that yeah, and one thing that I learned very quickly after I was told this information was that we need downtime and self and and self-care is very important. And so that's one reason why I am so vigilant about making sure that I have days off because the burnout hits us hard. Yeah. We don't function like the, like society has told us (laughs) that we should. And that's been like life changing for me, especially with running a business. So to me, getting alignment would be honoring the way that my energy works, 
honoring what do I feel like I'm here to do? What do I feel <laughs> lit up by? Like these are, this is what alignment means to me. It doesn't mean hustling and burning out. I'm not going to manifest from that place. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I also, for my Myers-Briggs, I'm an ENFJ. And so for me, I know that having interactions with people and being in leadership roles is a place where I where I thrive. I've enjoyed that. And at the same time, I can also overdo it. I mean, sometimes I, as an extrovert, just plan so many things that I never, I never have the connection with myself. And so, yeah, it is a matter of taking this. And also I think it can benefit to learn these things about yourself and then just think about how unique you are too, which I think that a lot of people don't take the time to pause and really celebrate. It's just, you're awesome. (laughs) And there's no one else like you. Yeah. And I, I think that it's so important. Not enough people do do this. And so when you are starting to date again, or you do want a relationship, like these are the things that build our confidence, the self-awareness of knowing who we are, what environments we do well in, the ones we don't do well in, and where we really thrive, how we thrive, type of people we like to be around, what lights us up. It's these little things that we can do to really get to know ourselves on a different level. And that is where we should be attracting friends. If we do want a relationship, get to know yourself first in these ways. Like these are just some, some ways that are easy. What is it? Low hanging fruit (laughs) Um, to start to really start on the process of knowing who you are. And I think that one clue that you may be starting to get there would be things like not feeling as burnt out as maybe you have previously. I know when I tune in with what I know my needs are, I don't have the stress and the burnout that I have had previously in my life. And one sign that you may be gaining greater alignment could be that you're looking forward to the weekend, regardless of having a partner, regardless of having plans, just because you get to hang out with yourself, I think could be a good, a good sign. And that's a process. Everybody hit me up if you want want coaching to get there, because I'm very passionate about helping single people get to the point where they are just absolutely ecstatic about life. So we are now to the final step. And I've been really looking forward to kind of giving you the mic with this one, your final step (laughs) in your process of manifesting after a breakup. And let's just go through them all one more time. Sarah's method, mindset, clarity, design, identify, align, and attract. So The last step or the last phase is attraction. So I'm just going to hand it to you. What do you think attraction is? What is the psychology behind it? How does it reflect who we are? Why is this the last step? Why are you passionate about it? Yeah, so I think there's two different routes we could go here because we're first speaking about the law of attraction, which is, you know, what we've kind of talked about. We, when we vibrate higher, when we feel good, we attract things that feel good. That's one way. And then there's psychology of attraction, which is why are we attracted to certain people in certain relationships? There's different ways we can go, but based off of everything we've been talking about with manifestation, alignment really leads you into attraction. When you are 
feeling like your whole worthy self, like, you know, you are deserving of everything that you desire. And this process that we've talked about today, like I really broke it down so that we could dive in deeper, but it's really simpler than that. It's clarity on what you want, what's getting in the way, and then embodying and being open to receiving everything you desire. So that is really how we attract is we are embodying, you know, what we really want and things come to us like a magnet. That is the goal of, of is, is becoming magnetic to what we desire. Mm-hmm. So that's a very law of attraction focused way of thinking about it mm-hmm. is if you want love, you think about, okay, how do you want to feel in that relationship? How do you want to feel envisioning how you want to feel mm-hmm. and then how can you feel that way now? Yes. Yeah. I love and it. that's how you will start to attract more love into your life. It doesn't mean you're going to meet the man of your dreams or woman of your dreams tomorrow. It means you are attracting circumstances into your life and you're getting closer. That's really the process. And you're building that muscle of attraction. You're becoming a magnet. So when we do all this work while we're single or while our clients are single, we want to get them get them to a place where they're so themselves, they're so in their worth, they're so lit up by their life, they've designed and they've created their life that everything they desire is coming mm-hmm. and they can kind of surrender to the timing. We can't always control the timing. So that's where we have to really surrender. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> I think someone who's going through a breakup may say that they continually attract things that they don't want. So when it comes to the psychology behind it all, which is something that you are currently studying, Sarah is looking into NLP and taking courses and doing a lot of reading about that, which is something I've thought about too, because I do have people come to me who are very stuck in their way of thinking. And so I'm interested in hearing from you about what the psychology of attraction is and why people may feel that they attract things they don't want. Or I mean, classic women saying that they attract the same type of man this thing that kind of drives me crazy, which is that empaths attract narcissists. I mean, how is it that, what's the psychology behind attracting unideal circumstances? The psychology of attracting, I'm thinking, okay, if we want to attract a certain type of relationship, then that is based off of what has happened in childhood. It's based off of what our relationship was with our caregivers. It's also based off of familiarity. So we attract what's familiar, what feels comfortable, what feels good. So that's why it's so important to shift the mindset of knowing you can change these patterns. You can change who you're attracted to. It will take time, but it starts with creating that awareness of identifying and knowing why am I attracting certain people? Oh, this is because of the relationship I had with my father or whatever it may be and knowing that you can start to change that because I think a lot of people are attracting relationships on autopilot without doing this work and then they're just repeating the same patterns yeah I think there's a lot of layers to attraction and and we're kind of talking about I think it's I think of it in two different things because it's like 
there's attraction of psychology of, of, okay, what patterns are we attracting? So that's very like mind psychology based. Uh, law of attraction is, okay, how are we feeling? And how is my environment reflecting how I'm feeling? So that is attraction based off of law of attraction, which yeah. I think I feel, okay, so then if we're attracting based off of patterns, um, then we might not feel good because of the pattern. So they do go hand in hand. I just, I feel like there's so many layers to explaining the situation. I just think it goes back to what we've said multiple times on this episode, and that is getting to a good place, getting right with yourself, getting to know yourself, reconnecting with yourself focusing on your self-care, getting to a place where you are happy is the foundation mm -hmm. to allow for a lot of other magical things to happen. I think that after a breakup, after a divorce, a lot of people don't give themselves the time to really get reacquainted with themselves and miss maybe the comfort or feel like maybe they never really had someone who showered them with attention and love because of a uh, lots of marriages are going downhill for for a couple of years. And so instead of focusing on giving that to themselves, they really desire and crave the sensation of having someone else give it to them and therefore, you know, can ignore a lot of a lot of red flags. And also if you're just out of a relationship and haven't really gotten to know yourself, you quite possibly will attract someone who also doesn't know themselves. Like does attract like I think often and I do think the healthier that you are and the more confident that you are, the healthier and more confident people that you <laughs> attract. And also when it comes to other types of opportunities, I mean, this all melts into itself. You'll attract better job opportunities, better health, better friends, better prospects in all aspects of, of your life. It's all related. Once you do this work, it's really, it's not about the things, it's not about the relationship it's not about the the money it's deeper than that when you do the work to really know who you are and stay true to that to like live your truth and to feel good then all those things start to show up and mm -hmm. it's all the things like you said it's it's all all connected to how we are feeling deep inside and what we are believing about ourselves and our lives and you'll want to be with someone who truly makes you feel good and who if you see a red flag, you'll be able to walk away because you're in such a good place all already, which is one of the biggest reasons to do this work during this time. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for all the work that you are doing. I know that anybody listening has the ability to put this into practice. And as dark as things seem right now, it gets better. Keep on listening to X Files. Keep on watching my content. Look at Sarah's content. Sarah, would you like to give a plug for your own podcast? Yes, my podcast is Deeper Than Dating. Talk about a lot of what we talked about today is really just making the most of your single time to attract your best life. That's something that I can definitely get behind. If you liked this episode, please let me know by leaving me a five-star rating and review. I am collecting these before my birthday. I'm trying to get to a certain number. So everybody help me out. And if you are going through a rough patch, I am sending you strength 
for the week ahead. And I'll see you in the next episode of X-Files. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Thank you.